Muskrat Susie, Muskrat Sam, do the jitterbug out in Muskrat Land and a shimmy. Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and tonight I am joined in the studio by a very lovely blast from the past, um, who also knows me as Eric Michael, and it is the lovely none other than the diva Queen G. Hello. Hello, Hello, darling. How are you? Hi, honey. I'm so glad to be here with you. This is so exciting. We have been talking about something of a show that I would be involved in for eons. It started out as maybe you should do a blog, maybe you should do a vlog, maybe you should... Eons later, now we have arrived. So here's the show. Wonderful. So tonight, this is part of the series that um, I continue to thrive on, and I really have enjoyed it a lot. And thank you all for supporting our show. According to the numbers, this is also something that everyone else seems to really enjoy, is kind of just understanding why people are the way that they are, where they came from, and how they got through the different obstacles that life gave to them as well. We all like to think that maybe, you know, what we're going through right now is the only time that anyone's ever gone through it. But here we are going through it and someone else has had to trudge these same types of steps, tried to figure out how to figure their way through it and get through it strong and survive and be resilient. And what I love about this story that I only knew a part of um, is that you've definitely come through strong every time that you've had to hit an obstacle because what other choice is there when you're a mother that's trying to get through, you know? So Mm -hmm. love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. So let's go ahead and get back to the basics. Where were you born? (laughs) I am a transplanted Yankee. Okay. So I was born in um, Connecticut. Oh, wow. Okay. My family, um, is is from up north uh, a yankee and, to the max yes and uh an italian yankee at that <laughs> yes and um my father was in the military in the navy and although we moved we did not move like a typical military family we moved a bit until i reached um elementary school the middle of elementary school years and we did not leave virginia now, was he in the military by force, or was that something he really wanted no, he, to do? he chose to do that. He started okay. out as a very young enlisted man and uh, retired as a commander. Yeah, my dad was gone a lot for TDYs and things like that. Was your dad gone a lot as well? A lot. So a was lot. your mother the main source of stability? She was, but she was also um, uh, working on her own career. Okay. Uh, what did she, she do? She became a hospital administrator. She was a registered nurse, then Fantastic. a director of nursing, and um, became a hospital administrator, which she did for about 30 years. So they both had very big careers and started from nothing. Okay. Um, each one of them individually. They're, they're still with me. They're still married. Blessed, blessed. They are still in love. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, they worked really, really hard to get everything that they had. And, um, yeah, I'm really proud to be their daughter. And you said that you grew up predominantly in Virginia. So what area of Virginia? Uh, the Hampton Roads area. So where were you when you graduated high school? Um, I was in Newport News. Okay. I had gone to a public school and a private Catholic school. Okay. Both in Newport News. Which um, is why you ended up becoming a nun. Thank you. Not. Um <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
sister, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, coming from a family that was raised in the northern area, big Catholic family. Right. Um, that was the thing to do is to send your kids to Catholic school. Well, apparently in the South, that's where you send your kids if you have money and they got kicked out of regular school. <laughs> right. <laughs> so parents didn't realize they were sending me to school with a lot of delinquents. Well, if the kids, I, I dated somebody that went to a private school up in Williamsburg. And yes, whenever the kids got in trouble, the parents just stroked another check. Yep. Another donation time. Yep. Yes. Yes, exactly. So when you were there, did you have a good time in school or were you partying a lot in school as no, well? I never I never did that. I was actually okay. a pretty good kid. Um, I was um, not fearful, but I had a healthy respect for my parents. Right, me too. And I believed them when I when they told me I would get in trouble. I was grounded all the time. And I think that was because my mom really just wanted me around. I okay. was always grounded. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty good in school. There were a couple, you know, incidents, like maybe the first time that I was in public school and was in a play, mm-hmm. which is really what I, I wanted to do and why I wanted to go to public school was to do more of the, the theater. Oh, really? And, okay. Uh, our cast party, uh, the senior girl, I was a freshman. I had gotten the lead in the play. No, I was a sophomore. They didn't have freshmen there yet. <laughs> and, uh, after the cast party. Um, Do you remember what show this was? Yeah, Our Town. I was Emily. Of course, Our Town. And they dropped me off on the front lawn. (laughs) And we had been at a party, and I probably had like, I don't know, three or four cups of beer from a keg. (laughs) And the porch lights come on, and my mom's coming out. Mortified. Yeah, threatening to take me to get my blood alcohol tested if I didn't tell her the truth, which you couldn't really do, but I did believe her because she was a nurse. (laughs) You know, and so... Again, I was grounded for like the next. We would, I would sneak out and get in the hot rods with right. my girlfriend, and you know the boys that had the souped-up cars, and we'd get a big gulp at Seven Eleven, and then dump out half and put in Jack Daniels. <laughs> and to this day, I cannot drink brown liquor. Oh or my even, goodness! Pretty much even smell it. Yeah, just uh, get because sick. of that. So I mean, those were my wild days. <laughs> um, and I. Finished school. And when I graduated from high school, I was 17 and I started college um, awesome. right away. And So did your parents kind of have an ideal of what they wanted you to do? No, they really were very busy. Okay. Um, my dad was in submarines, nuclear weapons. And, you know, when he'd go away, he'd go away for a couple of months at a time. And there was no email back then. <laughs> right. True. Truly. And so everything was by telegram communication. It just seemed that every time he left on a long duty, that some crisis happened like either that night or the next day. And it just, it always happened that way. And so not, what year are we talking right now? Well, I graduated from high school in 1983, so I'm okay. old. Oh, please. It's okay. Liz mm-hmm. is much older. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, you know, I kind of wish that those days were back. Right. Because being a parent and, and raising kids through the whole internet. Right. Um, life is, is such a vastly different existence, and that's something that you never were taught or got to read about in the the handbook what no. to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> there wasn't a chapter on social media no, and there Snapchat. Wasn't. Chat. You know, none of that Snatch. was on there. It was hor- I mean it's 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 a whole different 
way of, of parenting and you almost have to be like a covert ops expert. Well, that's one of the good things that I really appreciated about our friendship uh, too, was because I got to kind of see a taste of what that was like prior to where it's gotten to now. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have been a part of that. So when you were going into college, what was your idea? Did you actually want to go to college? I did. I and, did. But and what was I your hope a, that you wanted well, to be? I didn't want to go too far away from home because I had a, a brother who was much younger than me. I was 12 years older than him and, and one that was 18 months younger than me. Okay. But the much younger brother was mine. Yeah. You know, my mom gave birth to him. I said, thank you very much. I'll take it from here. You can return to work. <laughs> I've got this. And I didn't trust them to parent him <laughs> responsibly just because that's... They were so busy. And I was the oldest. And, right. you know, I, I'm i joking. Kind of, of course. Of course. I didn't want to be too far away from him and miss anything. Right. So I stayed at home and uh, did not stay in a dorm or anything. And... Okay, so that first year in college was a lot of fun. Okay. And I, thank goodness, was able to have a fake ID because I was 17. Yeah. And all the parties and, and all the things that were happening, and my friends were 18 and older, and at that point, the drinking age was 18. And then as soon as I turned 18, the drinking age turned to 21. <laughs> so I was of course. always like behind the curve, but... Um, yeah, it was a fun experience. I took some time off and worked full time. How long did you take off? Probably a couple of years. And this was just because you really just wanted to work or you were tired to of school? money. Yeah. And pro yeah, I was tired of school. I thought I'd do one thing and then I changed my direction. I started out as an English major. So what school did you start at? Christopher Newport. And that's where I graduated from. And at that time, it was not the monolith it that it is now. Shulane U. Shulane U, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah University by the highway. Yes. Um, so funny how much it's blown up. It is blown up Im just immensely. And I think that's due in huge part to the, the current administration there, the Correct. current leadership. And I just, they've done amazing things for that school. To walk on the campus now and to, to see it, it's just. Beautiful. Really ingratiating, and and to know that they're getting ready to open up a brand new art center there, and and they have wonderful art classes now. Right, if only they had had that kind of availability when I was a student there. I could have gone in a much different direction. That's but what I was going to say. You had a. It sounded like you had a really sharp interest in theater and in performing. Is that something that you wanted to do, but you I did, did not? But I also did not have a lot of self confidence okay. at all. Do you, At all. Do you remember thinking about why that was? You oh, just yeah. I mean, I was taught, it, which is kind of funny because, and I know my parents aren't going to hear this. So, um, you know, my mom was a nursing person in mm -hmm. the whole age of women's lib. Okay. And she did community theater when she wasn't working and we were like living overseas. And my dad was working and, and deployed. She right. would do community theater where, where we were living. Okay. And... um. I loved that. I loved that about her. And, you know, whole burn your bra, woman's lip type thing. <laughs> but when it came to me, I was always told, you know, you don't toot your own horn. Um, you know, I had people who would approach me about doing things like, oh, you should get into pageants or you should do this. And my mom, you know, no, nope. do that. Yeah, demure. She didn't do women's groups. She didn't do any women's clubs or anything like that. And so 
Like, even when it came time to pledge, they did still have sorority and fraternity at college. Okay. When it came time to pledge sorority, I didn't even think about it. Oh, really? It wasn't even, no, because I knew. She was like, no. Would not approve. Wow. At all. And so much of that shaped, not just that, but how I viewed myself. Okay. And that it's not okay to ask, or it's not okay to think that you're worthy of or good enough to do um, and I don't think that was the intention. Okay. Um, I just think that that's how I perceived things. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, my dad was gone a lot. And it, you know, put a tremendous amount on her and, and her working full time and also growing her career and becoming a, an expert in her field. And, you know, at that time, I didn't think about those things because I was a selfish young teenager young woman <laughs> right right so um yeah but that had a lot to do with were you closer with your mother or your father my mom because my dad's very stoic okay he's a he's stern and he looks he's you know he now would be considered having a resting bitch face all the time but <laughs> um which kind of was fun when boys used to have to come to my door and pick me up on a date and meet my father they were all scared to death he didn't even have to polish bullets no they (laughs) they were oh you know you have to go to her house and pick her up right dude you know (laughs) oh man there was no honk the horn and i come out no no my gosh that was not allowed nope so um no but he's a deeply loving person and okay um my mom wouldn't have still stayed with him if he wasn't right my dad's the kind of person that the way he shows me he loves me is um, he will take my car and he'll go fill it up with gas. And I don't even know he's taking my car. That's so sweet. I mean, those are very sweet things, you know. Yep. So old school. Yeah, but um, at the time, I think I was closer with my mom, but mm-hmm. she didn't like for me to have friends. Really? No, it was kind of funny. She didn't like for me to have girlfriends. Okay. Did you have problems with other females then? No. Okay. I just didn't even bother. Sometimes I'd have like one best friend at a time or two two close girlfriends at a time. Um, but then my brothers, you know, all the friends were at our house and my mom's up at midnight cooking breakfast for all the boys and all the boys called her mom. And, you know, there were constantly sleepovers at my parents' house with my brother and all of his friends. Well, both of my brothers at at the different ages, but it was, it was different. And I don't know if it's because I was the oldest and the only girl, but it's just the way that it was. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it because it makes me part of who I am today. Right. May not have all been great, but it's still part of who I am. So with you taking a break from school, you were at school for how long? One year? Uh, no, probably two years. And then I worked full time and then um, I went back to school part time and met somebody, ended up falling in love, or at least I thought I did. I was still right. so immature. And I, you still hadn't graduated yet at this point? No. So how did you meet him? At, in the cafeteria at CNU. And... I assume he was a student and not working there. <laughs> Part-time, yeah. He wasn't yes. busting tables. Um, and we got married, and I was 22 years old. And did not know a thing. And very naive. How old was he? Uh, four years older than me. So, so was he about to graduate? He didn't graduate. He ended up going into a trade. Okay. But we were married for 10 years. Um, I what had would you my classify son. that as? Was it more of like... I wanted to get out of my parents' house. Okay. Okay. I did not leave my parents' home until the day that I got married. Seriously? A hundred percent truth. Okay. And as my father is walking me down the aisle in his navy dress blues. Wow. Because he had not retired yet. Okay. He says to me, you know, you can always come home, baby doll. 
And I thought, maybe this is a fine time to tell me. (laughs) Right. So thank you for this. Did you feel like you didn't have a choice? I didn't at that point because they had booked the venue. Were you pregnant already or no? No. No. This was. Oh my gosh, no. My uncle, who was a priest, married us. Okay. So you were not pregnant. You just were ready to get out of the house married. Had to be. Yep. I couldn't live with anybody. Okay. My parents wouldn't approve of that. Yeah. So you're like, well, and then both of my brothers did. Yikes. So, yeah. So, anyway, 10 years of marriage and a sweet little boy. How far into the marriage before you got pregnant? Um, I got pregnant and had a miscarriage and then um, found out I had a thyroid disease and got on the right medication for that and shortly afterward was able to conceive my first son. Okay. And having him. And this was how long? Um, Three years in? Four years in? Probably four and a half years in. Wow. Okay. Maybe a little longer. So you two had some alone time together before you right. got we pregnant. Bought so that's a house good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, but having a son and, and I finished college, got my degree. Nice. Had a, had a job. Okay. Um, a professional job mm-hmm. and, um, using, using my, my education had a child, and that was the most empowering thing in the world to me. You were like, I've got this. And this is that's all I truly ever wanted to do Right, was to be a mother. Oh, really? And I know that's not popular to say, but that is all I really wanted to do was to be a mom. Well, and from the way that you were talking about your brother, it sounds like you've always been very much a caretaker, wanting to yep. make sure that everyone's okay and everyone's good. And I think good. I get that because of my mom and her nursing. Okay experience and I would go to the hospital with her like during the summers when she worked at a convalescent center I wouldn't stay home and fart around you know right my summer like maybe sometimes I'd have swim team in the morning or something but um I would put on a candy striper uniform and go to work with my mom yeah and I'd be there all day long now you weren't kicking and screaming though you loved it I loved it loved it I loved it I loved it. I loved working on the units and, Mm -hmm. you know, the nurses and the nurses aides would take me under their wing. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was a wonderful experience How was it that you didn't end up going into nursing? I was very squeamish, I thought. Oh, okay. And I still am. I just helped a friend through a surgery (laughs) last week and she had some drainage things that had to be changed at home. And I thought, oh, Jesus, how am I going to fake this? I'm going (laughs) to throw up. (laughs) Right. But I did it. Um, and I just thought, thank God it's not a bedpan <laughs> because that I couldn't do. Or a diaper. Or Well, diapers are fine. I had babies. Right. True. When it's theirs, you're fine. When your kids throw up, you can handle it. But when somebody next to you on a bus throws up, you're it's out. Over. It's, it's over. It's a chain reaction. It's done. So, <laughs> yep. I, you know, I didn't think I could do it. But now knowing more about me, I could have. Aww. I could have overcome that. So, okay. But I am where I'm supposed to be right now. And I'm a firm believer in... You know, we do have some control, but then there are a lot of things that just happen because this is, this is what it's supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. Right. I could have said no. Absolutely. And you could have gone home with your dad. Your your dad told you. Exactly. (laughs) Gosh, if only, but then I wouldn't have had my child. Which is true too. So, so the marriage, your first marriage, you had your son. Having him made me understand. And I was married to someone who I allowed I allowed him to tell me what to wear, what color lipstick, what color hair 
highlights. Wow. He would lay my outfits out for me. Okay. And uh, I was still very insecure. And this is one of those immature. people will treat you how you let them treat exactly. you type of situations. And so then I had a child and I felt really good about myself because I felt like this beautiful thing. Yeah. This beautiful, wonderful thing child, that came from me. Child, graduate, and job, him. married. And then um, I'd always been uh, very self-conscious about my appearance physically. Okay. I was always little, but I was extremely flat-chested. <laughs> And right. then I had an Italian nose. And like in high school, um, you know, I'd get made fun of. And I know it was all like teasing because I like you fun. Right. But it still hurts it you. It still hurts a lot. And I learned to cope by making fun of myself first. Okay. And cracking jokes at my own expense mm-hmm. before We've somebody t- else got the chance to do that. Yeah. We were just talking about this. Yeah. You know? And so um, like I remember sitting in biology lab one day with this boy who was a year old or a year ahead of me in school, I really had a hot crush on and he knew it. And I knew he liked me, but he had drawn this cartoon of me like laying out on the beach mm-hmm. and an airplane was crashing into my nose. Oh my God. Because it was so, you know, or girls going that saying things like I was flat as a board, Jeez. you know, those things stick with you. So I decided, and then my, my ex, the first husband, we would be out in a crowd somewhere with friends. Like they used to have these festivals outside all the time, these beer festivals. Which seemed like eons ago now. Really. And he'd be holding my hand and some girl would walk by as he's holding my hand and I'm wearing the outfit he picked out for me. And he'd go, "Mm, mm, mm," and look at some other girl. To where you could literally hear it audible. Oh, of course. Oh my goodness. And then he'd describe me as well. I always wanted to be married to a beautiful blonde with big boobs. I guess two out of three isn't bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of bad taste and disgust, we're going to take a moment so we can all go ahead and catch our breath. And we're going to take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we were talking about how your first husband was acting like it was fine to just make these crazy jokes right in front of your face as if it was appropriate, making sounds that you could hear about, oh, this girl looks like this and blah, blah, blah. Two out of three isn't bad. Right. Oh, goodness. So I decided to go ahead and and have the the breast augmentation surgery. And oh, so okay. So this was when? Um, My son was about... Two years old. Okay. And so what year are we talking? I don't remember. Okay. But yeah. Uh, in the 90s. Okay. So you had that. I had it done. Now, now, when you say that, did you have that done? Not only because you already wanted it, but because now he's saying class, this. He was saying it and my high school class reunion was coming up. Oh, wow. My 10 year. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. 10, I think it's 10 years, but a little so we're, bit late. I was going to say, so we're talking like 93, 94. About that time frame. Yeah. Okay. And um, having that done, and and I had a female surgeon, and I remember her saying to me, now listen, there are a lot of women who have this surgery done Mm -hmm. who end up leaving their husbands. 
Oh, because they look so much better. It changes something in your head. You have the confidence, finally. And I said, oh, no, that'll, you know, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, it is crazy, but it worked. I mean, it, it, it actually, that's what happened. Like it woke you up. It woke me up. So it was like this whole, you know, um, sequence of things with finishing school and having a child and loving him and, and being a good mom and then having the physical and and then having my career, um, I was on a different trajectory. Right. And I no longer needed or wanted someone to tell me how I needed to dress or what I could say and couldn't say. Right. And, you know, I tried. We we tried. We went to counseling. And it just didn't work. We were. I was so immature when we got married. It really wasn't fair. I should never have gotten married at that age. So do you feel like you both outgrew each other and grew apart no, from each like, other? I feel like I outgrew him. And he was still the same. Yeah. And, okay. And let me say, we were married overall for 10 years. And we still, to this day, we have a very amicable relationship. We get along. Yeah. You know, um, he's had since remarried and had two children. I love his kids. So there was no huge catalyst, no, like catastrophic no, event. Nothing at all. Okay. There wasn't. It and sometimes wasn't. that happens, right? You know, yeah, we healthy divorces knew. happen because people just grow apart. And it was very quick. Yeah. We didn't even have separate attorneys or anything. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It's unthinkable um, sometimes now for people just to have it done that quickly. It was. Yeah. And and we were, you know, I think kind of fortunate. He was devastated. And I hated that. And, and I wasn't. So how did you feel when, when you were done with it? Did you feel like a weight Great. was lifted off of 100% you? 100% wonderful because for the first time. Okay. I had my own home. I bought a townhouse right. for my son and I. Um, I had my own car that was paid for. I was working full time at a job that I just loved. Oh, awesome. Okay. And I felt really good. Yeah. I felt like my life was going in the direction. Like you, now that it was it actually starting. Been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was ready for it. Um, unfortunately, I met my second husband very quickly, didn't date or see anybody else, and fell right into a trap. Of- so, how long were you um, single before you met your uh, second husband? Oh, gosh. Like less than a year? Less than a year. Less than six months? No. Less than a year. Okay. And I don't recommend that to anyone. <laughs> right. And you said you didn't really have give yourself time to breathe. I didn't give myself time take to, it in. to continue to grow because I still was, you know, in a process. So let's talk about how that ended up happening. So you met your first husband just at school and all of this, very casual. Yeah. How did it come that you ended up meeting your second husband? I met him through my job. Okay. He had come in, um, I did, I worked in banking and he came in to the office where I worked, the office that I ran okay. repeatedly. Right. And because he recognized me and had remembered me, we had met at a one-off in high school. Wow. Should have been a red flag, right? Right. Um, he remembered me, remembered what I was wearing. Well, I don't know why. Now I would think it was a little creepy, but back then I was so eager to feel you know, um, appreciated and right. to feel, um, wanted. Okay. I was easy prey. Yeah. And, um, anyway, we dated, he was all about me, everything about me, flowers, romance. Now um, you had been married and had a kid. Had he been married or had children or anything? 
married older woman, no children. Okay. And How? he really pursued me and we got married very quickly. Okay. Very small wedding. We paid for it ourselves. Um, we bought a house together before we got married. I sold my home. He sold his home. We bought a home together. I did not move in with him until I got married okay. to him. What did your family think about how quickly and rapidly that all unfolded? I think they thought that I was happy. Okay. And he had a professional career. Okay. Uh, he was in a um, legal yep. career. And um, they thought he was really nerdy. Okay. But that's kind of what I liked. Right. Smart and, you know, not physically attractive necessarily, but um, smart. And we'd play Scrabble like all night long. Right. You know, I was voracious Scrabble player and we'd play right. like till two and three o'clock in the morning. Right. And um, I helped him. He had just gotten finished at law school. He was an engineer and then went to law school. Okay. So, so when you met him, he was an engineer. He was an attorney, but fresh out. Okay. And we made the same amount of money. Okay. And I didn't give up my job until... Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, I didn't give up my job until I got pregnant and I had my second child. Now, how soon into the marriage did you I, get pregnant? I got pregnant on our honeymoon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was this something you were wanting to get pregnant again? You wanted another yes, child? Yes, yes. And okay. I, we had discussed it, and, and I was very clear about it. And I said, look, I want to stay home if I have another child. Because I was lucky that with my first son, his grandmother was able to keep him for me. Right. Otherwise, I know there was no way I would have been able to leave him. And did he ever talk about why he had never had children before? Well, I think because his wife was so much older, she didn't want children. When you say so and, much older, are we talking like a decade, five years? Yeah, about a decade. But okay. she, he didn't want children and she didn't want children. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Then he meets you. And changed his mind. And it's time. Oh, I guess. Okay. I guess. Did you feel like there was any ulterior motives there? No, no. Because okay. he was in the early phases of, of his career and um, he... A year after our son was born, he decided to run for public office. Okay. At the state level. And I was right there by his side. Dutiful wife. Dutiful wife. Glad handing yep. people. And um, he was unsuccessful in, in that. Um, and then ran a second time. Okay. Got a lot of press coverage locally. Um, a lot of eyes were on him and on us as a family in the ads. And Now we're talking late 90s at this point? Yes. Okay. And um, it was such a close race. He almost won, but he didn't. And How did he handle that? Um, and at that time, did you have your second child yet or no? No. Okay. So how did he handle the loss? Um, Both times. It, he was okay with it because... It propelled us to be invited into a lot of, uh, to a lot of social events. Like every fundraiser, every party, every political event, we were invited to as a couple. And how was he with basically like showboating you around That's town? That's when things changed. So in what way? Um, well, he had never been... Um, that social before. Because you said he was more of a dork. Like nerdy, been. dorky kind of. Okay, so he was right. he was like a wallflower when you met him. No, I think he wanted to be popular and, and wanted to be seen. 
but just wasn't. Okay. Um, and then I was raised with two parents who had good careers. They always entertained in our home. And instead of shipping me and my brothers out to do a sleepover somewhere, um, we they made us be there. And when people would come to the door, we'd take coats, we'd shake hands. Right. We'd, um, show so you them already had the, the training for all this. Exactly. So I was very comfortable being right. in a social situation or having someone put their arm around my shoulder or talking to me. Or yeah, you weren't me a taking it as cheek. a come on. You were taking Not it as a greeting. All. Not right. at all, because right. I've been raised that way with an affectionate yeah. family. Well, you're Italian. Affectionate. Yeah, absolutely. And, so to me, it was nothing. And and for me, when when I was helping him with his political campaign and all the events and things that we would go to, he was horrible with names. Well, and what I wanted to um, digress on for just a moment was, so if he was basically pretty quiet and kept himself, what even pivoted into the political realm? What, where did that come from? Um, he worked for someone who had been in politics for many decades. Okay. At the state level. And he was uh, He felt inspired. like it was a good career move. Yeah. Okay. I'm inspired by that. And, okay. Uh, um, but we became not popular. I hate to say that, but we became very social. Yeah, like known. A lot People of started events, knowing you, inviting work, you places, working rooms. Okay. You know, and networking. Um, networking, and I networked my hiney off. My degree ended up being in marketing and PR. Now, at this point, when did it start to transition that you were going to just completely not work? Once I had our second child. And so you had already left, and yes. now your total devotion was to housewife, career. being a mother, and, and him and his career. My, yes, exactly. Okay, okay. Exa- and it was working for a while. So at, had you felt at, at any point during this time that you were starting to lose your identity? Not yet, because I was still doing like the junior league and women's clubs and things like that. So you still felt very independent. And like the neighborhoods that, that we lived in, um, I always was part of some neighborhood group of ladies. And when you say things started to change, had anything started to become ridiculously different? Jealousy. In what ways did that flare up? Um, you know, it came almost out of nowhere for me, for um because in my mind, I was so happy to be where I was and to be... You're like in bliss. Yeah, I thought, this is great. This is the life I'm supposed to have. Now, when you say supposed to have, like, what had you built I that thought. ideal off of? What were you thinking? Like, we have all the we have the just money, the, no, we no, have no, no, the no, flashiness, no. or you were no, just like, no, we were no, in not love? at all. No, I loved him, and I loved being a mom, and I loved being with my kids, and I loved... Um, you know, planning things for me and the kids to do and dinner every Sunday at my mom and dad's house. You know, that was really sweet. And jealousy, when did you finally get that first sign that this is only the beginning of things to come? I guess it was there even while we were dating. I just didn't see it for what it was. Okay. Like he would surprise me at work. Is what you thought was a surprise. Right. And come in just to say hi. Well, right. Come to find out there was a man that I worked with who was a friend of mine, just a friend. I was, had no interest in this person at all. Okay. Other than he was my friend. But he'd be very jealous of this particular guy. Right. And he'd pop into the office like at all times, like really odd times. And just to check in and say hello, or give me a kiss. Um, right. And that would happen... Um, as a mom, like when the kids were all in school. 
Okay. I'd be grocery shopping. And I don't know how he would know exactly where I was. Yeah, because this is pre-getting trackers on your phone. That I knew of. Right. Okay, that I knew of. Okay. I'd be in the grocery store, and on he'd call me, and I'd be on the phone with him just chit-chatting. He'd come up behind me in the grocery store in the middle of a day where he's supposed to be at the office. And I'm like, oh, hey. Again, I'm not thinking because I'm happy to see my husband. Right. But then it started when we would go to events, and he would be... Anybody, any other male that he perceived to be attractive. Okay. Okay. Didn't matter what I would think. Okay. Because I would never say, oh gosh, he's handsome. Right. That would never be something I would have said. Somebody that he perceived to be attractive or wealthy or wealthy and attractive. Okay. That would talk to me. In his mind, a threat. A threat. Okay. And it continued and what continued. would he do well at first he'd just get a little miffed or he'd get agitated and want to move from where we were standing okay. or whisk me away or whatever and i didn't catch on but then it escalated to the point of if i had on the evening gown and we were somewhere and some man who was probably his client mm-hmm. or an associate of his would walk up with his wife his right. own wife to greet both of us. If the husband reached in and gave me a kiss on the cheek underneath my gown, my husband would step as hard as he could on my open toes mm. of my open toed shoe. And I couldn't react mm-hmm. because we're in this room with all these people in public, in public. Yeah. And I, he, it would like dare you to react Right. And he knew I wouldn't because I wouldn't embarrass him and I wouldn't embarrass myself. Right. So it would be things like that. So as many men who do act very possessive and all of this do, what would he do to make up for that later? Would he do grand gestures and all this to offset it? Absolutely. Like Flowers, artwork. um, All these empty I'm sorry's and blah, blah, blah. Yes. If okay. If only I hadn't done this, or if only I hadn't blah blah blah. Okay. And it it continued and continued, and unbeknownst to me, what was happening is, if I did have any friends, he would call people, he would call the the women that I was friends with who were also married, right, and talk to them about me or if we had had a girls night out and by girls night out let me let me preface and say what that was back in those days maybe a group of us married moms who played bunko together once a month at someone's home then maybe once every six months we'd go to bonefish for dinner now when you say those days what what year are we talking about what years my kids were all still in um, elementary and middle school so you had your second Son, yes. I'm sorry, with him. Yes. Second son with him. You're yes. third overall. Yes. Um, in what year? Well, the 2003. Okay, so so was things the last one. things really started to escalate at that point. Is, yes. So, or was it before that? It's it was before that, but much more afterwards. And it's so. So you had your second son with him, yes. and then he only got worse. Yes. And then you were going to girls' nights and doing bunko and doing the mom but, thing. But and we, I'm saying these were so. Um, unassuming times and right right it's just fellowship with women all building each other and just having fun yeah because you're all soccer we're moms. all married all yeah. soccer moms you know and 
But he would call some of these women the next day, make up some excuse, and then then it would be, oh, well, uh, did any guys talk to to my wife? Did anybody try to hit on her? He he was calling them to yes. ask them those specific questions. And how how were you women, finding out? It wasn't until way afterwards. Wow. But I started losing friends because they didn't want to be... And they felt uncomfortable. They felt very uncomfortable. Wow. And they didn't want to be a part of it. And so I probably had two weekends away or weeks out of town, not a whole week, but day trip, days out of town trips with women during the entirety of our 16 year marriage. And on one of them, again, two other married women, we were going on a big shopping trip down to the Atlanta Mart. Yep. We could get in as wholesale buyers for this particular weekend. So we were all on it and I was so looking forward to it. So speaking of trips, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a short little trip right here. We'll be right back. Just trust me, okay? Is the beating of your heart. I can feel you breathe. 